Mary, if you're sitting in the darkness. Yes, thank you. How's everybody today? Having a happy Father's Day? Okay. Going to um, uh, start off just kind of welcoming the visitors. If you're brand new here today, I welcome you. I'm so glad you're here. I want to set you at rest before I make you uncomfortable. Um, so be at peace. We are so glad you're here, and we're going to do some things today that we don't always do. Um, but I want you to know that uh, you can participate as you wish and sit back and just watch as you wish. You are welcome here among us. God is a peaceful God. God is a God of order. God is a God of love. So just rest in the presence of God this morning um, as we encounter him together. I don't know if you realize it or not, um, but you biblically did not go to church today. Okay? You may feel a little uncomfortable with that. You really, it, according to the Bible, you did not go to church today. Um, this is not some sort of existential New Age experiment, all right? You are present, but you didn't go to church. You are the church. Okay, so the church gathered this morning. You didn't go to a building. The building is not the church. The church is the people gathered. Each one of you brought Jesus in. How that works, I have no idea. But Jesus walked in with each of you. And so as the gathered church, the Greek word is ekklesia, called out ones. We are the called out ones. We're the church. And God has called us out of the bondage of the world and the sinfulness of the world. And he called us, he's called us into a community of faith. We're in the family of God. And so I'm just going to mess with the family a little bit uh, this morning. So what I'm going to ask you to do, if you can do this quickly, I want you to move your chairs around and get in groups of four or five people. If you don't want to pray with someone you're sitting next to, tell them right now I have to go to the bathroom <laughs> and sit somewhere else, okay? I mean that. So... This is action. You are the church. Go to it. Get in groups of four or five. No less than four, no more than six. All right, I'll give you a little freedom. Groups of four or five, move your chairs. Be the church. You are the church. Don't let anyone be alone. I'll just remind you as you're getting together, no one will have to speak if they don't want to. So be at peace. Groups of four or five. Literally, move your chairs if you want to. Do whatever you need to. Groups of four or five. Groups of four or five. Okay. How's everybody doing? There's a group of three over here. Anybody got an extra? Feel like a junior high gym teacher. All right. The very first, the very first thing I want you to do this isn't really that complicated. Groups of four or five. Good work. Good. Great. Marvelous. Okay. Now, the very first thing uh, I want to do is I want to introduce Delana Bradbury. And I've asked Delana to bless the fathers this morning. Okay. So uh, if there are fathers in your group, one, two, five, however many fathers, get some hands laid on them. Okay. Put your hands on them as a sign of, of God's blessing on them. And I'm just going to ask Delena to, uh, to bless and pray for the fathers. I'm going to go with my family, okay? Yeah, okay. So lay your hands on the dads. Okay. We'll wait for the last dad to get in place. <laughs> so, Father, we do. We just bless the dads. Father, we thank you for your heart that you have so graciously and beautifully imparted into each dad here. 
So, Father, we ask for an increase of more of your heart in each of them. We bless their life. We bless their family. We bless their history, Father. And we proclaim joy and power and authority in their present and in their future. Father, thank you that you are the the steps that they walk in. You are the shoes that they fill. Father, that you would call them up even higher to walk with you in confidence and strength and blessing. So, Father, release your blessing into each father's heart today. That they would know you, that they would feel that you are so proud of them, and that they would know that truth, Father, that you are so proud of them. So, Father, pronounce your blessing within their, each of their own spirits, that they would, they would hear you. And, Father, we come into agreement with your blessing. And we ask for more and more and more. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Okay. Thank you, Delana. All right. And a word to uh, a word to the fathers gathered. Just be comfortable. If your back's to me, I don't mind. I'm not offended. Um, a word to the fathers. Um, the great news of the gospel is that God is a father to the fatherless. We're going to read that actually in Psalm 68 in just a minute. But uh, the great news for you fathers who feel, um, let's just be honest, sometimes incompetent, inadequate, underabled, <laughs> disabled at times. The promise of God is that he will refather you. And so I just want to remind you that uh, you may or may not have had a good example as a father. If you had a good one and he's still living, make sure he knows that today. That he's a good father, that he's loved, that he's appreciated. Even if you have disagreements, that he's loved, let him know. If you did not have a good father, then would you take the time that you would be making a phone call today and make a phone call to heaven? And say, Father of all glory, I need you to refather me. And I'll tell you, he'll do it. I personally had a great father and I'm being refathered. Okay? It's all good. So I just want to give you that encouragement. Okay. Like I said, we're going to be the church this morning. So I've got six verses I want to read. And I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to give them out uh, two by two. And I'm going to give a tiny little explanation. And then I'm going to ask us to engage God on the basis of these verses. If uh, you like a neat outline, I'll give you the neat outline. Three words. You can write them down now if you want to. All right? Ask, worship, and trust. There's the message for the morning from Psalm 68. Ask, worship, and trust. And we're going to do those things together. So let me read from Psalm 68. This is verse 1 and 2. This is a psalm of David. This is a father's psalm. I mean, he goes after it. You know, beat up the enemies, bring the glory of God, let's win the battle. I mean, this is a father's psalm. This is David um, praying by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 68, verses 1 and 2. May God arise, may his enemies be scattered. May his foes flee before him. Let's do that one together. May God arise and his enemies be scattered. May his foes flee before him. May you blow them away like smoke. As wax melts before the fire, may the wicked perish before God. This is the asking part of what we're going to do this morning. May God arise and let his enemies be scattered. I mean, there's really just one real action verb here. It's may God arise. This is, this is the prayer of the saints. 
This is our opportunity, the blessing that God gives us as his people to ask him to move on our behalf. You know, we do not have an inactive God. Jesus said, my father is always working. God is always active. And some, for some way, in some way, for some reason, God cooperates with us. And he encourages us, tell me to move. Tell me to move. Ask me to move. Come close. Dare me to move. I, I, I feel like that's what the Lord's saying. Dare me to move. So David says, may God arise. That's his prayer. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Anybody see any enemies out there? Don't look across the chair, okay? She or he is not your enemy. I won't go into marriage counseling here, but let me just remind you. Serious. They are not the enemy. Somebody needs to hear that today. May God arise. And this is when God arises, this is what happens. His enemies are scattered. His foes flee before him. David prays, may you blow them away like smoke. Tell you, uh, smoke is powerful, right? Anybody see the fire yesterday? We were downtown doing the healing on the streets. We were, I don't know, a couple blocks north. I don't know how far we were, but the smoke was just billowing. And then you could see the wind carry the smoke and disperse it finally. And that's the prayer of David. May God arise, may his enemies be scattered, his foes flee before him, and may the Holy Spirit come and blow away the enemies like like, uh, smoke, like wind blows smoke, as wax melts before the fire. All right? If you've ever been eight years old, you know how wax melts before the fire, right? Because you're doing it like this. You love that. The power of the fire over wax is to just dissolve it into nothingness, just to consume it. May the wicked perish before God. So I'm going to give you a few minutes and I'm going to ask you to be bold in your prayers. Um, You want to get to know each other, say hi, say your names, that's fine. We don't have a lot of time for chit-chat. We're the church today, okay? You see, I'm a little excited. All right. I don't want you to share prayer requests except in the presence of God. I want you to ask for Him. Where does God need to arise in your life? Where's the enemy working in your life? In your finances? In your desire to give and you don't know how to because it's scary for you? In your relationships, you see the enemy working and you need God to arise and let the, the, the foes flee? The enemy be scattered. Where do you need to see God arise today in your life? It's time for God to stand up. It's time for God to stand up. I mean, this city is not going to be one to Christ if God doesn't stand up. And I'm not sure he's going to stand up unless we ask him to do it. This is cooperation. So be the church. What I want to hear is the church voicing to God arise. And we want to pray for those places where God You need God to arise in your life, whatever that may be. So feel free to do it loudly, quietly. If this scares the bejeebers out of you, then just sit quietly and receive what God is doing. There's no pressure here, okay? But I'm going to give you a few minutes. I'm going to ask you to pray. So I will start the prayer, and then I want to hear you. You get how this goes? You're praying. You can turn around. You can bow your heads down. Lord, I ask that you'd release the spirit of intercession upon us right now. Even as we begin to pray, Lord, we we ask in the name of Jesus that you would rise up, that you would stand up, and the enemies of good relationships, and the enemies of prosperity, and the enemies of healing and wholeness, Lord, we ask that you would cause them to flee. So God, we ask that you bring your kingdom. Just pray. Go ahead, take a few minutes and pray. Ask God to arise.
ask God to arise in the city of Indianapolis and to make the city of Indianapolis a place where Jesus' name is acclaimed. If there are specific physical needs in your group, if anybody has a physical need, you need healing, you need God to break through and break the power of the enemy in your life physically, just raise your hand and let the rest, just tell them what it is quickly and pray for it and declare that God will rise up and bring healing. So go ahead and do that in your group. Just pray for any physical healing needs. Old, you'll have to speak up. There's no one in your group with a physical need, but you know of someone, declare it in front of the group and pray. Go ahead and pray out loud and ask the Lord to bring that healing. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the work that you're doing. We thank you for releasing the power of your Holy Spirit to, uh, to bring relational healing and emotional healing and spiritual healing and for physically touching people even right now in the name of Jesus. We uh, praise you for your goodness and thank you for your power and declare your victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can clap for yourselves. So I have to imagine that what's happening in heaven right now, you know, I think the Lord knows everything. Actually, I'm quite certain of it. Okay. But I don't know that the angels know everything. So I think that as the angels, Hebrews 12, the great cloud of witnesses, they were watching this. They're like, hey, something cool's happening in Indy. Randy really kicked the church in the tail this morning. Do you hear all that? Do you hear hear the murmur? That's what the angels are saying. There's a murmur. Oh, it's the people of God asking God to rise up. And I I see the angels like this. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. God's going to take Indianapolis by storm. Psalm 68, 3 and 4. But may the righteous be glad. So we've prayed for God to rise up. The enemy scattered. The the foes fleeing. The fleas foeing. Everyone getting out of here. Smoke being blown away by the wind of the Holy Spirit. And now David says, but may the righteous say the righteous. May the righteous. That's you. If you walked in this morning in Christ, Jesus is within you. You've trusted in him, his death upon the cross for your salvation. You are the righteous. And so David says, may the righteous be glad. You may not feel very righteous. But God looks down at you and he sees Jesus and he says, you're the righteous one. Boy, and I just urge you this morning, if you're here this morning and you're not the righteous, because you know you're carrying your own sin and you've never given it to Jesus, this is the time. This is the day. God is drafting you into his family this morning. If that's your case, he wants to give you the righteousness of Jesus and take the payment for your sin. That's his longing desire. David says, let the righteous be glad. May they be happy and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God. Sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. And this is David just getting all excited. Because I imagine him writing this like, wow, God's arising. When God arises and the enemies start fleeing... You know what happens to the righteous when the enemy runs away? We get more confident, right? Like, oh, God showed up. God's on the move. 
Another translation, Eugene Peterson, he says, when God takes action, his people get happy. <laughs> it's like, wow, God's doing something. And so uh, David gives the righteous something to do. You've asked God to arise. Now he's moving. Now rejoice. Exalt. Be glad. Uh, be happy and joyful. Sing to God. One translation says exalt before God. You know what that word means? It, it means to boast. Isn't that weird? God says boast. Not in what you've done, but go, boast in what God has done. Boast in what God is doing. So he says, be glad, be, be joyful, be glad, rejoice. In other words, choose joy again and again and again and again. Because God's on the move. And the response of the righteous when God is on the move is joy. It's gladness. It's boasting in what God has done. So he says, be glad, rejoice before God, exult, rejoice with gladness, sing praises, lift up a song. Yesterday, there was a team of us, maybe six or so of us, uh, in the healing on the streets. We were on our way downtown to pray for people at the Cancer Survivor Park there by um, Wishard. And on the way, we visited a woman who's a member of this church and has been for years, Karen. And she's uh, at home and she cannot leave her home. For quite some time, months, years, I don't know. She's not been able to leave her home. She's under the care of doctors, and it's a very difficult situation. And, and we went in just to be with her, just to be the church with Karen. And if you've ever met Karen Kennedy, you walk in, and the spirit of joy comes all over you. She is just the happiest sick person I've ever known. And it's not because she feels good. It's because day after day, Karen chooses joy. Day after day, Karen chooses joy. So six of us came there to encourage Karen to bring the presence of God. And by the end of the time, we were there for 40 minutes. This is not a joke, so don't laugh at me. By the end of the time, we were dancing in her living room. Because as we prayed for Karen, Karen went into this open vision. She saw the Lord. The Lord's inviting her. She's walking on water with Jesus. She's dancing with Jesus. So my wife, Jane, who takes everything pretty literally, <laughs> says, if Karen's dancing and Jesus is dancing. And I'm like, no. <laughs> my eyes were closed the whole time, so I don't know. Here's my dance. <laughs> but inside, it was awesome. My, my point is this, we don't just rejoice after God does the work. We rejoice as God's doing the work. We rejoice before God does the work, because we don't know when God's going to do the work. We know the enemies are going to be scattered. Some of them are going now, some of them when Jesus comes back. But he says the righteous, the ones who've been paid for by Jesus, the ones bought with a price, be glad, rejoice, be happy, joyful. Be, be, uh, be joyful again and again and again. Extol him who rides on the clouds. See, uh, in, the, in this time, this period in Israel, there were people who worshipped another god called Baal. And the worshippers of Baal called Baal the cloud rider. So they thought of this god as the one who rode on the clouds and could be over all things. 
And so when David says, exalt him who rides on the clouds, what he's saying is, yeah, we know that there are gods others talk about, but we've got the one. We exalt the God who truly brings all things, prosperity, rain, storms, sun, moon, who's over all things. He rides on the clouds. It's a picture of God's sovereignty. And if God is over and in all things, then the righteous can be glad. So I'm going to ask you to spend some time in your group and worship God. And you can do it any way you want. If you want to dance, you are welcome to dance. If you want to sing, you can sing. If you want to give testimony, if you want to boast about God, you can do that. Boast about what God's done in your life. Boast about your healing. Boast about the way that God's given you confidence. Boast about um, the healing, emotional or spiritual, in your life. Boast about the people who've come to Christ through you. Okay? So this is a little uncomfortable. Let me tell you, in the tiny room down in the city yesterday, I was a little uncomfortable dancing like this. Okay? But God loves it. He wants the righteous to be glad, to be joyful. So express your joy one to another. If it's quiet, that's fine. If it's loud, that's fine. Go ahead and take some time. Worship God together for what he's done, for what he's doing. Tell stories about God. Go ahead. Boast. God, we thank you for your goodness this morning. We thank you for your work this morning. We thank you for doing great work in the city. Now release the spirit of praise upon us. Right now you're sharing the gospel. You're giving the good news and God's being praised as you do it. Just another minute. If you don't have a story to praise God for from this year, go, go to last year. Go to 10 years ago. Remember what God has done. Thirty seconds just to bring to bring your boasting to a close. Father, thank you. Thank you for these stories of goodness. Thank you for these stories of praise. Thank you, God, for boasting the good news through people this morning here. We thank you, Lord, that you are the Lord, that the Lord is your name, that you're the eternal one. And we worship you this morning. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, some of you, I cut off in mid-sentence. So you'll have to uh, go to the munch, get the free food, and talk about it later, okay? Some of you heard a story of God's movement just now, and you know someone else who needs to hear it, okay? You heard a story of healing. You heard a story of, of, God, of the breakthrough in the kingdom, and you realized, oh my gosh, I know someone who needs to hear that. I want you to take action. I want you to get those two people together. I want you to make that phone call this afternoon and say, you know what, friend, I heard of someone in a situation just like yours today at church. And God broke through. And I want to pray that God will break through for you. And see, I can just see the boasting of the gospel going across the nation. Some of you, I'm just being fun today. Some of you might be calling to other countries this afternoon. And saying, you know what? The God's working here in the U.S. of A. And God wants to do something where you are. Breakthrough. That's the righteous rejoicing. You know, we're going to do it for eternity. We might as well practice it now. That's the righteous rejoicing. Right 
in the midst of God working, before God works, as God works, the righteous are glad. The last part of Psalm 68, the last two verses says, say this. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. I just want to speak to you. Our, our, our action here, our trust will be communion. And I'll ask you to walk out this morning in trust. Because here's the reality that each and every one of us face or have faced in some way. All of us are in some ways fatherless. We've had imperfect fathers. I'm one of them. And so every single one of us has needed the Father in heaven to be a father to the fatherless. Every single one of us has needed the Father to reach down and give us what we couldn't ever earn and attain for us what we could never attain for ourselves, standing in the family of God. A defender of widows. We have many actual widows in our church. And God defends them. God protects them. In, in many ways, each of us need a protector. Each of us have been separated by the death of someone or something in our lives. And we need God to bring protection. And there's not a single one of us who has not been lonely. I just love this scripture. God sets the lonely in families. Another translation says, God gives the lonely a home. And that's what I long for our church to be, a family, a home. God brings a lot of disconnected and wounded people into our church. And he brings a lot of people with incredible gifting. And what they need, what we need, is a place where God can bring healing and connection, a family. We are an imperfect family, right? Every family is imperfect. This family of God is imperfect, but God brings the lonely in here to be a part of a family. God sets the prisoners free. God's the one that leads the prisoners out with singing. You know, the rejoicing of God that happens when a prisoner gets set free. How many of you feel like at some point you've been set free from something in your life? That's a lot of former prisoners. That's a lot of singing. That's a lot of rejoicing. That's a lot of freedom. And so this morning, you are either fatherless and need the father, or you're a widow and you need protection, or you're lonely and you need a family, or you're a prisoner and you need to be freed. And I'll tell you, the Lord wants to do each and every one of those things here this morning. You'll ask him to rise up. You'll rejoice in what he's doing. But at the same time, God asks us as the people of God to cooperate. So some of you are called to be fathers to the fatherless. You hear that, men? Some of us are called to be fathers to the fatherless. Some of us are called to be protectors for the widows here in this church. You see them out there. You know them. And they they need us. Some of us are called to be the family to those lonely people in this church. I mean, some of us, I mean, you feel it, some of you right now, you're lonely. It's, it's not the way it's supposed to be. God sets the lonely in families. Be 
be the family of God. God leads the prisoners out with singing. I'll tell you, God has a desire to bring breakthrough in our church like we have never seen before. There's a lot of rejoicing on its way. And, and there's no reason that it couldn't and shouldn't be right now. So if you've talked to someone this morning and you realize there's a need, there's a breakthrough, there's a healing required, someone's imprisoned. On the street yesterday, I met a guy. His name is Christopher. I asked him just, you know, hey, here's my, here's my really smooth intro, okay? Hey, we're praying for people. Want me to pray for you? It's pretty slick, right? I drew him right in. He's like, yeah, dude. I just spent 10 years in the state hospital. I thought, okay, I think I hit the jackpot. And I, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm a cocaine addict. I find diabetics' needles and I shoot up cocaine with them. He said, that's bad. I'm thinking, you got that right. And he's just opening his heart to me on the street. So his name's Christopher, okay? So I start, I start praying for him. David and I just, just prayed for him right on the street. Jen Jane came over. And so this is so good of God. You know, we're praying there. We pray for Christopher. He's in Wishard. He's, he's back in recovery. He's working. But you could see the desperation in his eyes, you know. And um, it just, because I'm a word guy, God likes to do this, I guess. I, I realized what his, word, what his name meant. Christopher, the one who bears Christ. So I said, you know what your name means? He said, yeah. I said, you bear Christ into the world. That's what you get to do. You're going to bring encouragement to people. I don't know if I'll ever see the guy again. And I don't even know why I'm telling the story right now. Because I can't remember. <laughs> but, but God's on the move out there. There are a lot of people who need to be freed from prisons. Christopher was standing in his prison, basically saying, help me out. And I tell you, there are people in this church, there are people in your neighborhoods and in your families and in the places you work, and they're standing in a prison door, and you have the key. You get to call them out. And boy, the rejoicing that's going to happen in heaven when those prisoners walk free, those prisoners walk free, and we get to go out with them. We get to go out with singing. So let me ask the communion service to come forward, and let's prepare for communion. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your goodness this morning. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit here, that we would have the, um, the privilege to call you out, God, to rise up and to scatter the enemy in this city, in this church. We thank you, God, for the, the power to worship this morning, to rejoice, even in the midst of our circumstances, to be glad and to boast about the things that you have done, you are doing, and you will do. And we thank you, God, that you are a father to the fatherless. You bring protection to widows. You set the lonely in families. And you lead the prisoners out with singing. We just ask in Jesus' name that that would characterize this body of believers until Jesus himself comes back. We pray in his name. Amen. So if you've given your life to following Christ, this is your opportunity to come forward. And say, thank you for being my father, for being my protection, for bringing me into the family, and for setting me free. So as you're ready, please come forward.